0: You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Music! I'm your host, Brent Simmons. This is a special episode with a whole mess of guests. Well, Omni has a bunch of subcultures, uh, knitters and so on. But today we're talking with the people who love everything tiki. Uh, the Tikians. The Tikites. <laughs> tiki Knots. Guys, do you guys ever? Oh, we like Tiki Knots. Tiki Knots. Yeah. Tiki Knots okay. is good. All right. In the studio with me today is Mark Bosco, Evan McNulty, and Aaron Sheroff. He's the sheriff. Of, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Say hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. I should note that the crew of Tiki Knots is actually larger than uh, just these folks. Uh, Chris, Dave, and Steve aren't in the studio today, but they are also Tiki Knots. Anyway, how did this start, and do you have a secret handshake? I I don't think we do have a secret handshake. Should we work on that? If you did, you'd call (laughs) it the volcano. (laughs) I wonder what that would be like, actually. Hands come together and... Yeah, explode and... That sounds violent. Lava everywhere. Yeah, I don't... You ugh, could, uh, I mean, uh, you could do out. like
1: a 45 degree angle and everyone meets in the center. Uh-huh. And then... Mm. And then...
0: <laughs> <sighs> rise up and... Yeah. Okay. And then
1: someone has a lighter and...
0: Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. All right. So how how did it start? Now, now Mark, you're a Tiki fan from way back. Did you... Infect these people? Um. Sort of way back. I feel like I contributed
2: to the infection. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody uh, stems from me, but I don't think that's true. Uh, Deflecting blame, I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I was already into it. I think Aaron got into it pretty early, and Dave, uh, I don't know. Aaron, I think, has the better story here.
1: Well, uh, yeah, we, I think we kind of all got in. You were into it first, and then Dave and I ca- kind of got into it independently of each other, but mm-hmm. the having a central Omni collection area to talk about it on the clock was uh, a way to <laughs> further that enthusiasm, and then yeah. we just started going to bars together.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. Mm. Yeah, mostly Rumba in downtown Seattle here. Okay. That's right. My way of uh, getting involved with this is as simple as hearing them talk about bars, thinking, hey. Bars. like bars.
0: I think I do. <laughs> I've fan? been to some
3: mm-hmm. and going with them, finding it to be a really relaxing experience and getting into it from there.
0: Yeah. As a former latchkey kid, it's nice to have friends, right?
3: Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice to have friends mm-hmm. and Mark too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> do you guys like meet weekly? Does somebody take minutes? Um, not that kind of organization, no. really. No.
2: Every once in a while, on Wednesdays, we'll go down to Rumba and they have their tiki night that night.
0: Okay. But, so what the heck is tiki? Okay, Aaron, what's tiki? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm not the one to
1: answer that question. No, <laughs> that's fine. What me. about our what about our resident historian, <laughs> interpret producer? Oh no. <laughs> uh,
2: actually, I wish Dave was here because he has a better handle on the uh, specifics. But I tried to brush up over lunch. Basically, there were kind of like what they called bamboo bars, mostly in L.A. I
0: love that. That's just a great name. Yeah. Bamboo bars. Yeah. In
2: the late 20s, early 30s, and I guess that was like coming out of the depression, people wanted an escape to kind of sure. go to some place yeah. that would have, you know, some decor. It wasn't like anything A little bamboo, a little exotic. Yeah. yeah. And then in 33, Don the Beach Congress opened, and then in 34 was Trader Vic's. Mm. And those were both kind of the progenitors of every other kind of tiki bar that exists okay. now. And they just like took that themed experience to the very next level with all of the the stuff that they brought back from Polynesian islands and all of this decor that's on there. And then really introducing that concept of like Polynesian drinks, mm. which again, all of this is just a a mainland American invention and not anything like real from these islands. So it's like American Chinese food is not real Chinese food, right? right? Yeah, and like
0: in, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right, sure.
2: And in fact, like a lot of these restaurants, you know, the the food that they served was essentially American Chinese, but, you know, dressed up with some pineapple or something. So it's it's very much that kind of. We're going to take some things that seem exotic and cram them all together into one experience that's, you know, just more about escapism than it is about any sort of realism about the cultures of these Mm -hmm.
0: islands. It's interesting, though, because so Tiki is fake exoticism, but it becomes a real actual thing, though not representing any given nation or area or whatever. No. But it becomes a real thing itself. Yeah, it's a, it's a big conglomeration of
2: many different cultures but then filtered through this, you know, right. this angle of escapism and mm-hmm. it becomes its own thing, yeah.
1: Well, now that we're a century after it too, now there's a kind of retro kitsch angle on it that oh, didn't sure. exist initially.
2: Yeah, right. right. Yeah, cuz they kind of died out like late 60s, early 70s, a lot of them, there were just mm-hmm. a few that survived from that era, but there was a bunch of people who kind of looked back at it from the retro angle in like the late 90s and started the revival of it mm-hmm. that continues now.
1: Yeah. In the late 90s, there was that really big kind of like retro futuristic space age lounge type of revival. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think it's kind of seems like a natural offshoot of that.
0: Yeah. I've always wondered about that kind of retro stuff um, or the love of retro stuff because sometimes it's... It's kind of kitschy and we love it ironically and so on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, oh no, we just love it. Well, sure, it's kitschy, but we love it for real. Yeah. Like, hmm. and. I'm, I'm more I'm more on that side of it. Right. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you honestly just, you really, really like it. Even yeah. if it's old, even you know, it, it's kitschy or dorky in some way, it's yeah. still cool. So I take it you guys are all in the same boat. You don't, you're not tiki fans in quotes or anything.
1: Irony is just an excuse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For a uh, lot of things. Yeah. I used to, uh, when I was in college, that was always a big thing. Oh, no, I'm wearing a truck driver's cap ironically. I'm like, well, you're wearing a truck driver's oh, still, cap still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah. For a while,
1: I listened to lounge music ironically. Mm-hmm. And now I just listen to lounge music. Right.
0: Because it's good and you like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> After right. listening to it for a while, I got used to it and liked it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it reminds me of Disney a little bit. I mean, Disney is artificial, also, and kind of a you know exotic without being um, uh, realistic. So Tiki is kind of like a movable Disney with drinks. Yeah, I would say it's
2: yeah, kind of an adult version of that Mm -hmm. themed experience. And of course, like Disneyland, and then eventually Disney World has the Enchanted Tiki Room with the. animatronic birds and carvings and Uh drumming and
0: but but no drinks or i don't think they have drinks
2: in the park though they have dole whip which is like this pineapple non-dairy frozen treat that they make Mm. like floats out of and stuff it's non dairy really good yeah Mm -hmm. exactly right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can have it
1: (laughs) isn't there that polynesian hotel at uh at disney
2: yeah in disney world there's a polynesian resort
1: Okay, but is there a bar in that one, or is it?
2: There is now. It just like a few years ago they opened. There was so there's a Trader Sam's in Disneyland, which is not inside the park itself. That's actually a tiki bar that's run by Disney, and it's at like the Disneyland hotel. But then in Disney World, they have Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, which is actually part of the Polynesian Resort now.
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was that recently.
2: Yeah, I think it was just six years ago that they opened that
1: one. Oh well that would explain why I wasn't familiar with it when I went as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also the being under 21.
3: I've never been to uh, the Grog Grotto, but I've been to the Trader Sam's at uh, near Disneyland in LA. Mm-hmm. And I can see the similarity between Disney and Tiki as well. When I entered that place or when I even when I first went to Rumba here locally, I felt like I was entering someplace a little bit different. Rumba doesn't have the same level, it's not really a you know a tiki bar. The a rum bar with a tiki night. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when I went into Trader Sam's, for example, I felt like I heard some exotic music, the lighting was down, mm-hmm. some nautical stuff going on, carvings, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like I was somewhere different that I couldn't get to in my everyday life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The goal with the decor in a lot of tiki bars is to transport you away from your current location or your day-to-day life. Right. So a lot of these bars that kind of are halfway there where they... You just have uh, like a lot of natural daylight. That doesn't really kind of match the Mm -hmm. decor or the aesthetic. It's the tiki bars that really go all in and have like waterworks and blacked out windows. And Mm -hmm. it takes 15 minutes for your eyes to adjust. Once your eyes adjust, it becomes you're in a completely different place.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that natural light out of there. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's funny because when I picture tropical South Pacific islands, I think of a whole lot of natural light.
3: When I visited Trader Vic's in Emeryville uh, late last year, earlier this year, I don't remember exactly. Uh, this is a holdover from that uh, that Mark mentioned earlier. Uh, it's maybe one of the last few of these. I noticed that they do allow natural light, but it's only when the sun is setting. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. okay. Otherwise, they'll,
3: they'll draw the blinds and all that. Mm. And but they're on the water in Emeryville, there in the okay. in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the sun was setting, so they blinds come up. And that, terrific, that yeah. South Pacific style light comes in and, and you're good. So I think there are exceptions. but Yeah, I guess mm-hmm.
1: it's not natural light that's the enemy. It is looking outside and seeing a uh, city street of Tacoma yeah. being right. the enemy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes right.
0: sense, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, a lot of them have blacked out front windows. Like uh, if you go to... Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco. It's in fact there's like no signage out front except for like a red light. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's just this big wall of black glass and a red light. If, unless you know what you're looking for, it's it, you know like the first time I was there,
3: it took me ten minutes. I was standing right in front of it. I was like, yeah, looks where am shady. I supposed to go? <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: I suppose that's true for one of the one of the favorites among people here. At least, is Hale Pele in Portland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a similar kind of thing. You know, there's a donut shop next door. I think something yeah. like that. And I was—I think I walked past it the first time because it just looked like a yeah. regular storefront. It was just like in a little strip mall. It's like, mm. okay, yeah. I
1: don't, yeah something a shop? <laughs> something Halle Pele just did is they just blacked out the the door. So between the oh, last time they? I went and I, I went last weekend uh, for TikiCon with Dave and it was a completely different experience just having the lack of natural daylight. Mm. Mm. They also did a bunch of lighting work on the inside and it was really cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. So how is the experience of being in a tiki bar different from a normal bar? Other than the decor, right? Blocking (laughs) out the light and there's carvings and fancy mugs and presumably volcanoes. Uh, I like the I'll have what they're having thing that happens sometimes. uh, Uh, You'll
3: maybe be sitting there. Maybe you've ordered something that you know you like or you're interested in because of what the bartender or server says. But other times a server will bring by or put up to the bar some drink that looks really interesting or different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for me, it's, oh, it's on fire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Caught my eye. (laughs) Uh, And so I've got to have what they're having. Mm -hmm. That's fun.
0: I love how much of this is just about, like, dazzle me a little bit. Right? I mean, Tiki is not about, as far as I can tell, it's a more relaxed kind of party than many bars are. Is that safe to say? Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, the relaxing vibe is really kind of what gets me because I like drinking, but I don't really like going out to bars because Mm -hmm. there's usually a lot of loud music or a ton of people or Mm -hmm. I'm standing the whole time or tiki bars tend to skew more towards the kind of taking it easy at your own pace and transporting you away. That kind of appeals to me.
0: And what's with the volcanoes anyway? (laughs) I mean, I guess there's (laughs) volcanoes in the Pacific, in Hawaii anyhow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pacific,
2: Rim, right?
0: Yeah. All right.
2: There's a, I think there's one at Holly Paley, right?
1: Yeah. They have Is a, vol- they have a volcano show or they have a sound effects of a volcano. If someone orders a volcano bowl. Right. And they just have a smoke machine now too, where they have like, or it's not just one machine, but smoke starts pouring in from around the booths when somebody orders a volcano bowl. It's really exciting. Oh, nice. I haven't yeah, been down cool. there for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's one at, um, uh, Trader Sam's too, where they have like, yeah, you open order their, uh. Krakatoa drink, I think, and it's, mm, uh, yeah. yeah, they do that same sort of, there's like a fake window that looks out, you know, over a lagoon and a volcano in the distance, and it erupts when people order that. So mm. that was kind of the inspiration for the the one that I built
0: in right. my uh, home bar too. So where do all these fancy tiki drink recipes come from? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, are the, the originals from the original bamboo Bars still, I mean, still in use.
2: They didn't really serve that kind of drink. The the original oh. ones before Don the Beachcomber. I mean, I would credit him and uh, Victor Bergeron, you know, from Trader Vicks, uh, that for most of the stuff that we know really well today, those are kind of the classics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff was lost for a long time because the way they served the stuff in the restaurants, even the bartender didn't know all of the ingredients that went into it. I mean, there would be like hmm. some mixes of you know syrups or liqueurs or whatever that would be labeled, you know, Don's Mix Number Three, and you would. And the somebody else actually made
0: yeah. the mixes. Huh? Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, so it's so it's like
0: I, the secrets of Polynesia. Even our employees don't know, <laughs> or something.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's a guy by the name of Jeff Beachbum Barry who we owe a lot to as far as like actually being a historian and going back and talking to these bartenders and trying to find all the staff who actually knew these recipes Mm. and decode, try and figure out what was Don's mix number three or, you know, whatever. Mm. So we have, yeah, we have a lot of those today. Thanks to him.
1: Yeah. But there are a lot of people still making new recipes. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Endless source of creativity. uh,
1: Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of range. I think from a basic standpoint, it mostly stems out of a daiquiri, right? Where it's rum, lime and sugar being the base then Mm -hmm. a lot of tiki drinks are kind of an adaptation of that swapping out some citrus for another Mm -hmm. different rums, but that, that is kind of a base for a lot of tiki drinks.
2: Right. Kind of keeping that same sort of ratio or kind of the, the punch ratios.
1: Yeah. What is the, the ratio? I'm
2: trying to remember what the rhyme is now. It's like one, one of strong, two of sweet, three of something and four of weak. I think it's a (laughs) one
1: of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. That's it. That's it. Maybe. Yeah.
0: That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it's from drinking Mark's Punch that I figured out where the word punch comes from. <laughs> because you drink enough of them. It's indistinguishable from having been punched, <laughs> but in a really yummy way, if that makes sense. <laughs> so what bars do you like to go here? You mentioned Rumba, which is right. as a tiki night. Any other good bars in Seattle?
1: Well, there are very few in the immediate seattle area my favorite new one is uh by the name of devil's reef in Mm -hmm. tacoma oh yeah Uh, so it is about 45 minutes from downtown seattle Mm on a Mm -hmm. good day it's
0: a long trip home
1: it's a long trip to take if you're going (laughs) to be drinking (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um so it it, it's kind of like a good day excursion place but that's the new bar by jason alexander who was one of the people working at the tacoma Cabana.
0: Yeah. I know him from he Seinfeld. He runs that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> great work.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's probably the best Tiki bar in the area. Yeah. yeah Overall.
1: They, that's definitely the best for uh, decor at the, the very decor least. Decor yeah. yeah. And yeah. great menu too.
0: Mm.
3: You know, it occurs to me, I don't have a great memory of it because it's very early on in in exploring this stuff. But there's the McMiniman's School mm-hmm. up north. Boswell, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And I felt like... Their vibe wasn't so, so bad. I don't, I don't remember yeah. much about their drinks no. or anything, but it was, it's a pretty cool place. They have nice decor. Yeah.
2: The, the only problem is the, uh, the amount of sunshine that pours in the, uh, <laughs> the, like, I was going to say sunroof. That's not right for a building. What is this?
1: Yeah, there's it a, the there's skylights. a, skylights. Skylights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. thank you. So it's a bar above a, a heated pool. Yeah. So you get a great view of the pool, um, but you can also get a great view of the, area outside the pool because the pool is surrounded ah, by glass. Hmm. Right, uh,
3: And I guess the Tacoma Camino was a pretty good experience, although that's yeah. another one that has immense amounts of natural light, uh, yeah. at least in the front section. Uh, I guess my favorite local bar continues to be, and I, I like being able to
0: say this, uh, Kilauea Cove. Kilauea Cove. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Kilauea Cove. I even know how to spell that, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there's also a uh, Navy Strength uh, catty corner from Rob Roy in Belltown.
0: Ah, I've not been yet to Navy Strength. It's a good, is it good very spot. tiki-ish, half tiki? I
1: think the menu is there, but the mm-hmm. it's a it's a much more modern decor than you would uh, typically mm-hmm. associate with tiki. Yeah, it's
2: got okay. kind of that Seattle, you know, here's exposed uh, AC ducts and pipes and stuff in the ceiling, sure. kind of vibe to it. And there's a little bit of wood, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's as you were saying, Aaron, it's. Uh, got that way too many windows problem. Mm. <laughs> so it's yeah the vibe is not quite there but the
0: the drinks are quite good. You go there in the winter when there's literally no sun, you should be fine. Oh yeah. yeah. As long as you go after sunset, it's yeah. great. You're right. <laughs> uh, which is 4 p.m. in December, so <laughs> great bar for Christmas. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: The nice thing about that bar is they have a great fried chicken. What's the fried There's uh, karage? Uh yeah, oh that's it. Oh yeah. They have a really good karage spot for fried chicken just down the block from it. So that's, okay. a, that's a great recommended
0: one, too, if you're going to be going there. <laughs> the transcribers are going to have a fun time with this.
1: It's Kara, <laughs> K-A-R-A, space, A-G-E.
0: Okay. So we'll go around the room here. Uh, two questions, favorite drink to make, favorite drink to drink. You start, Aaron.
1: My favorite drink to make has to be. Has to be. <laughs> the Saturn. That's a dry gin drink with lemon juice. And then the three syrups, you got... Passion fruit syrup, falernum and orgeat. Is okay. it orgeat or is it orja? I say I with a T, orgeat.
0: orgeat. I was it, Oh, great! But I, <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: when I uh, when I called the QFC liquor store to see if they carried orgeat, the guy put me on hold and said, "We have something called." Oh, great! I'm like, oh, great, that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but that's that's my favorite drink. It's really Interesting. nice. Interesting, a lemony. gin drink. It is. Yeah, there are a few. Gin based drinks in tiki, but they, okay. they tend to be pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but my favorite to order has gotta be a shark's bite at the Mai sharks Kai. Shark's bite. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm, all right. Oh the Mai Kai. Oh the Mai Kai. <laughs> so so what's a what's a shark's bite? That's a rum drink. That's it. a
1: yeah, that's a that's a rums drink where it's pineapple juice, lime, sugar syrup, and they also serve the another shot of dark rum on the side or an aged <laughs> rum on the side. So you could kind of combine them or have it as a, its own separate shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a nice, nice sweet pineapple-y drink. That sounds pretty good. Mm. Mark, what's
2: your favorite drink to make? Uh, I would say the one named after my bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the house drink, is the uh, Kilauea. I've been enjoying making that lately because it's got coffee in it. Kind of a, a throwback to the Black Magic drink at the Mai Kai. Uh, which I also love, but it's it's got you know various juices and a couple of different types of rum, but there's coffee liqueur and then mm-hmm. a float of like Kona coffee on top of the drink.
0: But dairy free, all dairy, all dairy free. Thank yeah. God. Yeah.
1: What a uh, coffee liqueur do you use?
2: I can't think of the name of it now. It starts with a K. It's not a Kalua. Not Kalua. Okay. <laughs> it's the uh, it's Koloa or. I th- K O L O. sounds like generic. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that just sounds like yeah.
0: the
1: store brand It's Fred Meyer no. Kahlua.
2: <laughs> it's much better than... Oh, okay. It's got like a much stronger like Kona coffee flavor mm-hmm. to it.
0: What's your favorite drink to drink if you're not making? I would say... It can be the same
2: thing. No, it's the three dots and a dash.
0: Three dots and a dash. Yeah. What are those dots and dashes? What it
2: stands for victory. Yeah. Uh, that's... Victoria. Yeah. Uh, Don Beach created that after, you know, World War II. Mm-hmm. It's... Three different juices. There's a Martinique and Demerara rum and Falernum, which is this delicious syrup with many different spices in it, and then pimento liqueur. Yeah, which pimento is liqueur. Well, Well, allspice oh, essentially. All right, it's <laughs> the the berry that comes from the pimento tree, which is not the pimiento. Oh that okay, right. you would put in a martini Subtle or something.
1: There, yeah. That's the that's the olive, right? Yeah. With a stick of cheese in it?
2: Yep. <laughs> Those are gross. Stick of cheese. <laughs> I just, I love how well-balanced that drink is. Mm. So it's delicious. It's a
1: great drink. I, once I'm two cherries in on the three dots, <laughs> uh, then I'm always kind of pawning off my last cherry on someone.
0: <laughs> if we did show titles, show title would be two cherries in. Two cherries mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Evan, what's your favorite drink to make? Oh, I I think it's actually the Three Dots and a Dash. Um, we have a winner. I like getting out. It, it,
3: you know, when, when Mark listed them, I feel like it didn't feel like that many ingredients. But, mm-hmm. but you know, you've got several kinds of juice. You've got your honey mix that you may have made yourself by- With your own bees. Very difficult process of taking honey and water and combining them and heating them and so on. Mm-hmm. But what I like doing is arraying all the bottles of things and like the squeezy bottle of honey and all that out and just feeling like I'm about to do some very complicated alchemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then combining them and, and enjoying the result, uh, hoping that it approaches the quality of those I've I've enjoyed from uh, from Mark. Uh,
1: oh, thanks. My you guys th- are a match made in heaven, though, because <laughs> your favorite drink to make is the three dots and dash, and that's Mark's favorite drink to drink. let wow, should host right. him more yeah. often. Well, his his
3: his Kilauea is one of my favorites to drink, uh, but and he, he distributed the recipe, which was was which pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's rare. I heard they are supposed to be secret. That's right.
3: But my favorite to drink, I think when it comes down to it, might be the Dr. Funk. Mm, uh, I like the name. I had mm. a great example of it at Navy Strength uh, the first time I, I went. And that okay. consists of a light rum, lime juice, grenadine, and uh, perno per, oh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a, well, what's the name of that plant? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it tastes like absinthe. It's, it's yeah. like a...
2: You know that that anise. Yeah, anise. Flavoring. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah.
3: So it has kind of an anise flavor to it, but in a way, it's kind of like a lime, a limeade.
1: Is is a way I might think about it? Mm. I really enjoy it. Like an anise-at limeade. Yeah. Sounds good. It is good. Brent, what's your favorite drink to drink? <sighs> I, I like a straight whiskey <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> you make it easy on your bartender, huh? <laughs> I do,
0: and and on am a cheap date because it could be a shot of Jack Daniels and a Rainier beer. I But that said, I do enjoy tiki drinks quite a bit. I just haven't paid attention enough to know their names, Mm. except for the Kilauea. (laughs) So you make drinks at home. Do they approach the level of drinks you you get when you go to, say, Rumba or any of these other awesome places?
1: I feel like I've gotten a lot better at bartending over the years to Mm -hmm. the point now where I think a bar drink has to be pretty good to really kind of surpass what I'm able to make at home. Okay. It's like, I'll go out and I'll get a Mai Tai and I've had Mai Tais now at bars in the Seattle area where I'll be like, I might as well have made this at home. Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm. I made the mistake once. This is not strictly Tiki related, but I was in the mood for a margarita, but I was at Il Ford Naio downtown, an Italian bar, but I ordered a margarita and it was just the worst drink I've ever had in my life. Oh. So lesson learned, <laughs> don't get margaritas at, Italian joints.
1: Yeah. If anything, what I tend to do now more is order drinks that call for ingredients that I don't have at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Unless I'm looking to try and learn a new recipe that I don't want to invest in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can get a sense of the flavor profile and if it's something that you want to pursue refining at home. Or- yeah, that's true.
1: Because like I make a lot of Saturns at home, but then I had a Saturn at Devil's Reef in Tacoma mm-hmm. and it blew mine out of the water for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? What gin did you put in here? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> grilling them.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like at home I'm I'm mostly following recipes for, you know, this kind of stuff. And I can definitely, you know, follow that to the T. And I'm pretty trust uh Beach Bum Berry's recipes to be, you know, high quality as far as that goes. So I can get pretty far and I'm definitely. Not as fast, you know, as Uh, uh, you would be in a commercial establishment. So, But I can take the care to make sure that the proportions are correct and everything. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way. I think if you're not really measuring what goes into a tea drink, then it's not going to come out right. Because there's, you know, so many of these drinks have eight or ten ingredients,
1: Mm. you know,
2: in this crazy way where it's, if you don't get the measurements just right, then the flavor profile isn't going to be what you want it to be.
1: Yeah, and even when it comes to how much ice you place in a drink, that's very carefully calculated as well. Because for a lot of drinks that you blend or mix, they call for a specific amount of crushed ice, knowing full well that that's going to dilute when you're mixing the drink. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And then you top off with more crushed ice when you're serving it. So Mm -hmm. kind of having the right glassware and proportions in mind. Wow. Yeah. Very particular. (laughs) This is absurdly nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, we're nerds. Yeah, to focus software on. company. Yeah. Right.
3: Would you rather we be doing something
0: more destructive? <laughs> no, no. This is great. Yeah. No, this is great. Um, we've mentioned Killaway Cove. Mm-hmm. Mark, tell us about your bar. <laughs> uh,
2: it's in my basement. <laughs> it's not, you know, the best tiki bar everywhere, but it's uh, it's in my basement. So, <laughs> you know, it's I the best only one have I've to been go to it, your house. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I only have to go downstairs to get to it. It's like yeah. I complain too much. Yeah, I built out a little bar down there and, you know, have some decor, some hanging uh, fish float lamps and uh, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And there's a display shelf with a bunch of uh, tiki mugs on it that I've earned uh, drinking them in various places. And uh, on the top shelf, one of them is a volcano that erupts.
0: Tell us more about the volcano. (laughs) How does this work? What does it mean for a volcano to erupt? Does it make a lot of noise?
2: It makes a lot of noise. There are lights. There's a light show built into it inside the volcano itself. And then above it, there are some little, you know, tiny LED lights hanging above it that integrate into the show. And there's a smoke generator
0: (laughs) inside the volcano. Uh So,
2: yeah, it's all controlled by a a Raspberry Pi.
0: Raspberry Pi just sounds like a tiki name, doesn't it? Like it was born to tiki thing it's got better include, if it was mango pie though, doing really. that fruit theme yeah, yeah. Right. passion fruit passion, fruit. Pie.
2: passion fruit
0: no yeah
1: <laughs> <No. laughs> they keep workshopping that
0: <laughs> so there's a big diy component with the modern tiki movement it sounds like
1: oh yeah
2: yeah, I mean, it ex- extends both through the making of the drinks itself to the decor mm-hmm. and everything. Like, I know a lot of people who make their own lamps and stuff and kind of sell those in the community, make their own mugs.
1: Yeah, so last weekend we checked out the merchandise floor at TikiCon. and had a lot of people selling their wares there. And mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like there's a lot of areas that people who are DIY can focus on. They can make their own mugs mm-hmm. or they can make their own Tiki-themed art from mm-hmm. found objects or j- even like with a... Russian canvas, that kind of art. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of like clothes makers and collectors and resellers. And they had a dedicated Fez booth there.
0: Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. we should uh, coordinate have and matching Fez. In my <laughs> life, heard the phrase dedicated <laughs> Fez booth yeah. before. Yeah. But I
1: didn't realize fezes came in different sizes. Fezes oh, are yeah. cool. Yeah. My
2: friends Jason and Maya run that, so Oh, really? Yeah. It
1: was yeah, the most it, I took a lot of pictures of it cuz I was really impressed by the setup.
2: I love their booth, yeah, the, yeah. with the big light-up fezo rama sign at the top,
3: yeah. Up, yeah. Do you, wow. Do either of you own a fez? I do. No. Oh, I've, never, s- two I've never seen you don a fez, Mark. <laughs> What's the occasion that a fez will be trotted out for? I don't know. I might have to
2: do it at the party this oh, year.
0: Yeah. yeah, that sounds good.
2: It's hard to find an occasion where it is not ostentatious <laughs> to a <laughs> Fez on top of it but
0: <laughs> so note to listeners Mark will be having a party at Kilauea Cove um, you're not all invited oh sorry sorry <laughs> sorry
1: maybe we can get your friends to do us a run of uh, an Omni Tiki Fez line
2: I'm sure we if we had like 25 pre-orders they'd be happy to do that <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> we have,
0: a, we, ha- we definitely have six here right
2: yeah I think so
0: yeah <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll make this happen. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the punches. So you make two punches for your party. One is darker in color. How are they different otherwise? Oh,
2: well, I've made different ones every year. I mean, okay. Yeah. Usually I try to make one that's a little on the drier side and then make one that's a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. So one day a uh, year I did like a you know scorpion punch for the drier one and then like a kahika punch for the, the sweeter. Sc- sc- passion fruit
1: one yeah so for the listener if you haven't had punch you're probably thinking it tastes like hawaiian punch no uh no (laughs) but uh if you are looking for a rum punch that tastes like hawaiian punch there is caesar's rum punch which is an ancient 1930s drink which probably i don't have the facts for this but i'm guessing inspired hawaiian punch because like i grew up drinking hawaiian punch And then I tried making this Caesars Rum Punch a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, this looks like Hawaiian Punch. And I tried it. I was like, this is Hawaiian Punch. (laughs) Wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have not tried that.
1: Yeah, I'm Uh, not sure I would recommend it. Yeah, uh,
2: seemed quite up
3: my alley.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of grenadine. (laughs) It's an ounce of grenadine. Wow. That's more rum than (laughs) I put in some drinks. You know,
3: that reminds me. I thought that grenadine was roses, grenadine in a bottle that you can get at Safeway or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that lime juice was in bottles that are shaped like limes. Oh, yeah. And that I could use these things. My first couple attempts at making a drink at home like this, I think, involved both lime juice from a squeezy lime Mm -hmm. bottle and grenadine from roses. Mm. These are not the things to use, it turns (laughs) out. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is really just an aside, but a lot of this stuff benefits so much from using fresh squeezed lime juice or, or, you know, grenadine made from fruit. From real grenades. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I would say if anybody's looking to get into home bartending or making tiki drinks, the one thing that you cannot replace is fresh lime juice. I mean, there's no replacement for it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, fresh juice of any sort, it's like really important to the flavor Mm -hmm. of these drinks. Yeah. In general, even, even if you're not making tiki drinks, any, you know, cocktails that you're making, the fresh juice makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, totally yeah. agree. And I'm lazy, so I just pour a little whiskey into a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rely <laughs> on all y'all to make <laughs> drinks for me. Is, instead. It, is it fresh whiskey? Uh, from the whiskey tree. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> when I worked in the restaurant business, I worked at a place that did a lot of breakfasts. And so the orange juice there was labeled as, uh, I hope I get this right, fresh squeezed. Mm -hmm. So patrons would ask, was the orange juice fresh? And I'd say, well, it's fresh squeezed. But all that meant technically was that it was squeezed when it was fresh. It doesn't mean freshly squeezed would be different. That meant we Mm -hmm. had oranges there and made orange juice from them. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. So what, you bought like Tropicana? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) The oranges were fresh when they were squeezed. That's like- I bought, uh,
1: I bought beard oil from some merchant online once that said all ingredients were locally acquired. Mm-hmm. So it's different from locally sourced. That just means like I right. bought everything at the Kroger. Yeah, right.
2: I thought you were going to say freshly squeezed from someone's beard. <laughs> from yeah,
1: someone's right. beard. It was
0: <laughs> fresh when it was squeezed. Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about fire. So <laughs> last time I went to, what was that place that I went to? Where there was a drink that was on fire. Well,
3: it might have been... Oh, so I always refer to this place as the place that's near the giant thing that goes like this and does a digging motion.
0: Yeah, nearby a uh,
3: working man at... Uh, but I don't remember scene. the name of it. Yeah, Mark, do you remember the name of this? Diller Room? Oh, yes, Diller Room. That's right. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They have a bartender that is really good at the tiki stuff. Justin. Yeah, Justin. And and normally when he's there is when you want to be there, I think. Otherwise,
0: it's a bar. Mm-hmm just seems like fire has a lot to do with tiki and really it's the part that excites me the most absolutely yeah Yeah, i think it's
2: part of that whole showmanship
0: thing where it's
2: you know you're trying to transport you to a different place and part of that is also just the presentation of it
1: Mm -hmm. garnish and presentation both are really important in Mm -hmm. making tiki drinks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. an establishing factor that differentiates that from more normal cocktails i'd say
0: so does the average tiki joint have say 10 different drinks that flame is it every other drink catches on fire. Where you go. Yeah.
1: Hale Pele in Portland has a whole section of their menu that I think gets set on fire.
0: I like the whole, <laughs> I like that. There's like rum drinks, gin drinks, fire. When you see a fire drink
1: served to someone next to you, you're like I got to have one of those. Yeah, right. No question. Yeah. It smells great too cuz they just set they set uh I guess it's a crouton, right? Like they soak a crouton
2: yeah, usually there's like a lime shell to hold it, and then there's a, a crouton soaked in lemon oil that that gets set on fire. And then maybe throwing cinnamon powder or something else that will you know oh, good on, catch on flame yeah, yeah. in the air.
1: Uh, and then it's it smells great. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I feel like some of this, it might offend some people's taste, but there are other things that get lit on fire or otherwise lit. I know that there are ice cubes that glow from the inside that's oh. somewhat <laughs> popular. Uh, I'm a big um, fan. I have two of Mark's. Yeah. <laughs> if they blink, it's right out. That's no right. good. No good. If they just kind of glow, they're <laughs> yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's marshmallows that are lit on fire. Mm. Oh, you yeah. You can go all sorts of directions. Uh, so you
0: have like the intersection of s'mores and tiki? I mm-hmm.
3: think so. Yeah. Although that one was actually with a drink that was uh, coffee flavored mm. largely. And uh, I think it worked really well. Let's a uh, uh, rumba of a firewalk
2: with me. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, of course. Obviously in the coffee connection. connection.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do any of you guys make drinks with fire? I haven't at home.
1: Yeah? No. I have a patio that has a tree. What do you call Trees. Yeah, trees. <laughs> branches. <laughs> I, right. My patio has branches above it. And uh, I've never wanted to set anything on fire. Mm. Actually, I think uh, I'm not allowed to have a barbecue grill on my patio. And so you're thinking that
0: extends agreement. to... You
2: flaming tiki drinks yeah mm-hmm. i've made smoldering cinnamon sticks but never yeah, never gone so those, far yeah. as uh yeah. the fire the bigger fire yeah the ceilings are pretty low in my basement and i don't <laughs> i don't want uh 30 people to have to run out of their under duress
1: sure i've definitely set cinnamon <laughs> sticks on fire though that's a great way to get started yeah
0: yeah it smells great that's, that's that's the gateway but you could go outside and light them right oh in sure yeah yard. yeah Right. Why not? We'll have anyway, to do Something that. to aspire to. We
3: should, we should <laughs> practice lighting things on fire in his yard. I think we should. Yeah. Get yeah. some cinnamon, mm-hmm. a lighter, whatever.
0: Yeah. I'm coming over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a little warning first. Okay. <laughs> Don't give me any warning. Don't. <laughs> no. Show up with your lighter and your cinnamon. <laughs> My daughter will call the fire department on you. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like enough tiki talk. We're going to close it out here. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, Evan. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Mark, where can people find you on the web? Well, why
2: don't I tell you where you can find Kilauea Cove? Mm. If you go to Kilauea.co.co. will Too bad take there's you. no dot cove. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'll take you to the website. It's also Kilauea Cove on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Okay.
3: Evan, where can people find you on the web? I think going to Twitter at the Evan show is maybe the best place to go. You can and my website from there, if you
0: really want to. Cool. Aaron, where can people find you on the web? You can find me on Twitter
1: at Sheroff or shareoff.com or mm-hmm. look for Aaron Sheroff in mm-hmm. Apple Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. Google and Play. Play. <laughs> I get some hits from Google Play. I don't know who uses them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably just bots.
1: Could be. I ain't complaining.
0: I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco, who is the same Mark Bosco who's a guest <laughs> because there can be only one. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. <laughs> you should throw your voice for that. <laughs> Hello, Mark. There you go. <laughs> and especially I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music.